Real Talk with Star Scorpio. Today is November 12th, 2022, and I have a special guest with me to open season five of Real Talk with Star Scorpio. Marcella is a mental health advocate, raising awareness of mental health issues, and she has a condition that I just recently heard of called schizoaffective disorder. Marcella is going to share her story to let us to let everyone know why it's important for first responders to understand her condition so they can provide support if someone is in crisis. More importantly, it's critical for police officers to know the triggers and de-escalation techniques of those living with mental health conditions, also dementia, autism, and those who have acquired brain injury. So Marcella, welcome to Real Talk with Star Scorpio. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on your podcast. Yes, no worries. You know, when I asked you, I was so I was so excited that you were excited to be on it. Oh yeah, I was counting down the days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, Marcel, let's get right into it. I like to build a timeline, right? So I like okay. to find out about my guests, right? So first of all, where were you born and raised? I was born in Romania, oh. and I was adopted to Canada. Okay. When I was two years old, um, I also have another sister that's, oh, sorry. No worries. Um, I have a sister who's also adopted from Romania, mm. but different cities. And she came in, oh, sorry. No worries. So I, I want to let the people know too, because uh, we're going to get into your condition and, and things okay. later on. But you were telling me when we were talking before that sometimes you forget what you're saying, you lose your train of thought, and, and this yeah. is what's happening sometimes, right? Yeah. So don't worry. I'm going to be patient. You saw me. The people don't know this because edit I edited it out. So um, okay. I, I screwed up. I'm telling people right now. I screwed up on the intro three times. So <laughs> Okay. All right. So yeah, no, I don't feel time. half as bad. Yeah, don't take your time. Okay. So I have a sister who's also adopted from Romania. She okay. is four years younger than me. And she came when she was an infant to Canada. And I came to Canada when I was two years old. Two years old. Okay. Do you want yeah. to share your age now? How old are you right now? 27. 27. Oh, you're young. You know how old I am? How old do I look? Like 15 or something? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 40. Wait a minute. I just had a birthday. I'm 49. 49. <laughs> <laughs> okay i was gonna say in your 30s but oh uh, you were oh yeah that's, that's nice <laughs> okay so also okay so romania sister um where are you right now let the people know where you live in i live in surrey which is a part of vancouver british columbia mm -hmm. okay in bc so here in toronto it's it's two o'clock and it's 11 o'clock there right Eleven ten to be exact. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, how's the weather over there right now? Uh, it's a little bit sunny, but it's so cold. It's cold. Wait, yeah. I heard BC doesn't get the snow like we do. Is that true, or or does it? Does it? Um, or certain parts of BC? I don't know. I'm not sure what kind of snow you guys get in Toronto because I've never actually been there in the winter. Mm -hmm. Like I've only visited maybe once or twice. Oh, okay. Oh, when so I was when I was when I was really younger. Yeah. 
Okay. Or when I was really young, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, no worries. So you've been to Toronto then, okay. Well, Hamilton, to be exact. Oh, Hamilton. I yeah. Have to, I have to make a trip up to BC. So um, I'm going to You should. There. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember your, your school days? Um, I remember my elementary school years a little yeah. bit because I have a really good friend. She's like my sister. Yeah. And so we we met in elementary school. So, yeah. Okay. okay. I want to get into your condition. So um, I said you have schizoaffective disorder. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah. Yeah. So when did you get diagnosed with that? Um, it's hard to say because I've had so many diagnoses. Okay. Um, just because the doctors didn't know what I had originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say probably 20, hmm, I'm thinking like 2018, maybe, I think. 2018. I don't know. I've had so many doctors tell me one thing and another thing, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what happens when you have this? What are what are the uh, the effects of this disorder that you have? So basically, what schizoaffective disorder is is it's a mood disorder with schizophrenia. Okay. So that means, like, for me, I get more depressed and I get hypomanic. Okay. So for me, um, I I will get high, like. Okay. Like, not on drugs or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad um, you clarified that. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, my mood will go elevated more than usual. Like, for example, um, say zero is, like, super depressed. Okay. And 10 being, like, the best feeling ever. Mm-hmm. I'm usually... And then the nor- normal um, levels are just between four and six. Okay. And so, for me, I've usually got... I'm usually about a seven when I have it, mm-hmm. like my mood swings. And then when I do have my mood swings, I like that will be like a day, day and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I sink into, into depression for like a couple weeks to a month. It just mm-hmm. depends. So, yeah. And um, what's the treatment like and the support you have over there? So, I live in an assisted living okay. for people with mental health issues, mm-hmm. and I love it here. It's oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> I finally have the right support systems here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so what? It, it took a while, you're saying? Yeah. Um, so when I first got diagnosed, my parents didn't know how to like deal with it. Mm-hmm. So then I spent about a couple months in the hospital and then I moved to this place called, <clears throat> sorry, they moved into this place called Mission and, and they didn't have the right support systems in place because they were so small. Mm-hmm. So then it just got to the point where like I was in Abbotsford Hospital. So that's probably about a 45 minute, I think it's like 45 minutes maybe mm-hmm. to an hour to get there as well okay and so it it got to the point where i was in and out of hospital every three months Mm -hmm. for a couple weeks 
So then I I moved back to Surrey. And yeah, I've been living here ever since. Nice. So I'm glad you filled me in on that. Um, but besides the disorder that you have, did I read something that you had cancer too or yep. did? Oh, I still yeah. have it. Cancer journey started in 2015. Okay. Um, and I had ovarian cancer. Mm -hmm. They didn't know it was ovarian cancer. They thought because my white blood cell count was really high. So what what so what white blood cell count is, is it tells you if there's an infection in your body. Right. Um, and so, sorry, I'm losing it. <laughs> no, don't worry. Take your time. Um, white blood cell count. Yeah. So anyway, they thought I had an infection mm -hmm. in my ovary. So then they put me on antibiotics and stuff. But then I had started having pain. Okay. And that pain was so bad. I couldn't wait bear on my one leg. So then I called my doctor's office and I'm like, or no, I went to the hospital because I was like, this isn't good. So they did some testing. And then a couple of days after they sent me to, to the hospital that's near my house. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, we're going to put you on the wait list for surgery. But two weeks later, that I finally had the surgery because everything was um, like we had a really big thunderstorm mm -hmm. and like even econ was out. So that's nine one one. Right, right. So then, anyway, long story short, I uh, did not sleep much. My mood was probably an eight, eight and a half. Like I was pretty high yeah. i said to my nurse i'm like i'm so glad my psychiatrist is in here to see me high <laughs> she probably doped me up <laughs> wow anyway uh -huh. so then i uh they went they had to do the surgery and i remember saying to the technician or whoever i was like i don't think you've seen anybody half as excited as i am to have the surgery and he's like they all start laughing and they're like, ah, not in a very long time. And I'm like, oh, and the next thing I know, I they knocked me out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then they did a biopsy on the tumor. Okay. And so, I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure what it's called because it's so rare. Like, for it's rare for someone to get it once. I've had it probably about five times in different oh, areas. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I think, I think finally we figured out um, how to deal with it. So I had chemo say, I think it was March, April, and no, maybe it's February, February, March, April. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had it once a month for three months and it made my legs really weak, like my yeah. whole body weak. Mm -hmm. I kind of fell into the toilet. <laughs> my legs just randomly gave out. And yeah. so I fell into the toilet. I was just sitting there for like tw 15 minutes trying to compose myself. So then I called my best friend. I'm like, I said, I didn't. And then I 
She's like, I don't know. I told, and then I told her what happened. She's, she's like, <laughs> that's funny. I'm like, you can just laugh at me. I don't care. <laughs> then I go upstairs to tell the ladies that work here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my goodness, like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I said to them, I was like, I was spending like ten minutes in there just trying to compose myself. <laughs> Well, because it's liability for them, right? Of course, of course, yeah. So then I call my doctor, like my oncologist, and I told her what happened, and she was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> so we stopped the chemo, um, and I've been trying to... So there's like a mailbox that's like at the end of our driveway, and our driveway's like on a steep incline. Mm-hmm. It has taken me a year and a couple months to be able to get up the driveway without like being so out of breath. Yeah. Um, well, because like the chemo just like messed with my legs, my my mobility. So this is something you're still de- dealing with today. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also haven't I also have another t- tumor that's in my pelvis, which they're keeping an eye on okay so yeah and then i i'm not medical so it's if it grows right or something and so so they gotta keep so there's two types of um not cancer but two types of oncology diagnosis one is benign so that means it's a tumor that's not growing Mm -hmm. and malignant is the other one and malignant yeah yeah well, yeah. you know your you know your stuff though. Marcella, you know your stuff. Wow. <laughs> You're brave. So thank thanks for sharing that. And hence my shirt. I got it from someone in my cancer group and I don't know who, so Okay. But, so yeah. Marcella, what do you like doing on on your off time? Like what do you do? Do you paint? Because I thought I um you paint or take pictures or something. What do you like doing? I love painting. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily that great at it though. <laughs> and I like to take photos. I'm I'm decent, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything? One thing I like doing is going through people's Instagram, especially when I have um guests on. So I I look at what you post and um I saw a post because you post inspirational things. And one yeah. I really liked was um it says you survived many storms to be. What is it? You survived many storms. I'll look. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah. Here, I'll just look it up. Yo, you know what? You know what it is. You survived many storms to be bothered by raindrops. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Like that. So you post inspirational stuff. I like that. So that's that's cool. It's just because I find the world is so negative these days. So I feel like I want to be the sunshine. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both. That's why I'm glad you're on the sh- on the, on the podcast for season five, episode one. I know. I told everybody, and they're like so excited. So nice, nice. Okay, so let's get into something else. Can you share the incident? Um, I'm gonna let people know later, like how we met, right? Through my yeah. work. Through my you know work. What's, you know what's weird? It's been oh, it's almost a year since we started talking. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I know. Oh. Neither wow. did I until I went through my email. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. 
Okay. Can you share, you shared a story with me. So can you share the incident you had with police and why it's important for them to know about your condition? Um, I'm just trying to I thought there was more than one occasion too. <laughs> oh goodness. I've had <laughs> too many to count. <laughs> um, so I was on the mental health unit um, because I was li living at the hospital because they didn't have any beds available here. Yeah. Even though I did get accepted. I Anyway, so long story short, I was hearing things and seeing things. And somebody didn't close the unit door properly. Mm -hmm. So I said, excuse me. And I literally just walked out of there. And then I I floored it. Um, so it was, I probably, um, like, I was running as fast as I could run. And uh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> no, no, don't worry, don't worry. So anyway, I was running from the hospital, and I w ran probably, like, 15 blocks. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, and then the police caught up to me because I had left the hospital so the security guards couldn't do anything. But on the elevator, there was this nurse and she, I guess, was on her break or something because I had overheard something like that. Anyway, so then she was following me and I was like, like, I can't have people following me because, you know, like... Like, even to this day, like, I sit at the back of the bus because, like, sometimes I'll feel like people are, like, watching me, even yeah. though there isn't. Yeah. And so that's what happened. So I was running like crazy. And I wish I could still run that fast. <laughs> <laughs> but because I, because I was psychotic, I, so then anyway, long story short, the police caught up to me. And... So then they, they, um, what actually happened? Cause I think I blacked out for a couple of seconds. So yeah, that's, that's what I, that's what I remember you telling me. Um, yeah. So anyway, the police finally caught up with me and they didn't put me, I don't think they put me in handcuffs, but they, um, like got a hold of me and then. They were talking, and like I think the two police officers were talking. Mm -hmm. Like my mind is still kind of fuzzy on the details because I was running so hard. I like because I was hyperventilating because, mm -hmm. like you know how when you run too fast, you're like <gasps> like that. Yeah. And then literally, next thing I know, I I felt really heavy, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna go, and then I fell back. Oh wow. Like I passed out for a couple of seconds. Mm -hmm. And the next thing I know, they're rubbing my chest to like because that's like a um like when they do that is to try to um they like it's like a stimulus. Mm -hmm. Like to like it's like a pain stimulus to see if you like you wake up or whatever. And that's what I remember them doing. And mm -hmm. and I remember I remember the police officer saying this. And he was asking the nurse, and he's like, is she on drugs? And the nurse is like, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Because I ran so far. Yeah. Like, that was, like, not normal. Like, anyway. 
So bottom line, bottom you, line. We, we met because I work, right? Present day, I work for a company called Medic Alert. And so were you wearing your Medic Alert bracelet? Because I guess yeah. the whole, the, the importance is you wanted police officers to know what was wrong with you, your condition yeah, and what they need to know um, to help you out in a situation like that. Yeah. So I, I don't remember if they did check it, mm-hmm. but when I was in the hospital, I didn't, I didn't have like my mental illness on my medical alert ID oh, okay. because, because at that point I had so many diagnoses from so many doctors, mm-hmm. like different psychiatrists and stuff. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now I, I'm going to let the people know how we, how I met you <laughs> and you sure. kind of scared me, Marcella, you scared me. So I, I was told by one of my marketing colleagues that uh, someone was trying to get a hold of me, uh, I think through email, <laughs> but it was going to an email I didn't have access to, or was going to my junk mail or something. But when I found the folder, where I located your emails and then I see like four or five of them and I'm like, Oh wow. She's going to be upset when I call, but I called you and everything was nice. And we had the video, the video chat there too. Right. So yeah. that was good. That's how we bet. Yeah. <laughs> Medical alert. Um, and yeah, just to let people know too, at Medical alert, I uh, manage a pro- program called connect protect. So it's a police partnership program, Canadian Police Services. And you really wanted to get Surrey Police Service um, enrolled with Medical Alert so they have access to your information. And anyone who's listening, if you're wearing a Medical Alert ID, an authentic Medical Alert ID, Medical Alert Foundation Canada, we have a phone number on the back, a hotline number, and every subscriber has an ID number. So if you call that number, you can get information needed in a time of crisis or things like that when people go wandering or missing. But when a police service is partnered with Medical Alert, they have direct access. So if a frontline officer finds you, they can call their dispatch operator to get the information. They don't have to call the hotline on the back. So, um, you know, at this point in the interview, I always ask my guests a question and it, and it's your choice, right? Okay. So I have two cards in my hand. Okay. And you're going to tell me which one you want me to read out? The right or the left? Uh-oh. I hate tests. <laughs> uh, let's go with the one on the right. All right. So name one challenging thing you had to overcome in life. Oh, man. I got so many <laughs> <laughs> um, dealing with mental illness, I'd say, mm. and cancer. Yeah, and living in an orphanage. <laughs> wow, wow, that's three things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're brave though. I'm glad you shared your story with um with me today and the people yeah. that are going to listen to this. Mental health is um a serious topic and um. There's yeah. more light, sh- more light shined on it now um, in these past years too, especially with COVID and lockdown and all that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I do? Season five is is no different. Okay. I always donate to a charity. Um, okay. Yeah, and season four, I started asking my guests 
for a charity they want me to donate to. So I'm going to continue that with season five. So I should have told you before, so you can think about it, but I don't know if you know right now, but what charity would you like me to donate to for episode one? Medic Alert. Oh. Uh, um, <laughs> hang on. The Idea Project. Oh, Idea. Okay. You got it. So I'm donating to my own uh, organization. Nice. I've done it before. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Marcella, that was fun. Anything you want to say before uh, we get off? Anything you want the people to know? Um, this is me on the spot. <laughs> Um, basically that the medical service works and I have peace of mind that like if something does happen like my family and everyone will be aware of it Mm -hmm. like of the like emergency or whatever yeah so yeah perfect thank you thank you for sharing that okay that's it. Episode one of season five, Real Talk with Star Scorpio with my guest, Marcella, and we out.